Hello, and welcome to the MomStrong Podcast. Welcome back for another week. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson, the creator of the MomStrong Method and full-time health and life coach for working moms. I give it to you straight. I hold you to being your best self, and I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing a family, a job, and trying to get healthy, and I am so glad you're here. So if you've been tuning into the last few episodes, um, I have individual episodes on each of these topics, but I wanted to put them all together in a way that really makes sense. So often when people start their, they want to lose some weight, or they want to get healthier, or start just having more energy, they focus really on nutrition and calories in versus calories out, typically going on a restrictive sort of diet um, where you know they just want to, again, lose weight quickly, and they don't really think about the other ways that their life is slowing down their weight loss. And so I know that weight loss is not everybody's goal. And so I do like to talk more broadly about general health and about just feeling good and getting healthy and all those fun things and having energy to keep up with the kids and having energy to not have that 3pm crash every day that has you reaching for the sugary snack. And so today I'm going to talk about the four levers of weight loss. And when I think of these, um, this is when I wish that it was a video podcast, because then I could show you kind of like the arm motions that I'm doing. So when I think about the levers of weight loss, and when I work with clients one on one, we initially start really focusing on nutrition and hydration. And that's really where um, the majority of people need the most helps and tweaks to get better energy, to start losing weight, to sleep better, to have a better mindset because they have better energy. But we're going to back it up one step because so often people want to dive in and they want to restrict all the calories and just eat the kale. And it is so much more than that. We're going to back it up to sleep. If you know me, you know that I am a sleep queen. I can't even tell you how often my advice to my clients is, hey, just go to bed. Just go to bed, get some sleep, get a nap in, get some rest. Um, I'm reading a book right now called Sleep Better, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes here. Um, And it's really, really interesting. Again, I thought that I knew a lot about sleep, but this one is opening up my eyes even more. And another really good book is Thrive by Ariana Huffington. She shares her story about how she literally collapsed at her desk from exhaustion, and she is one of the biggest proponents for sleep, and she's a high achiever. So yes, you can sleep and also be a high achiever. In fact, if you go through any of the books that I recommend, typically um, Peak Performance or High Performance Habits, Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu, there's a whole bunch of them and they all mention getting really good sleep. The reason behind that is, and I shouldn't have to say it out loud because you all get it, you all live it. And a fact that I heard in the Thrive book was that over 50% of women who are working moms feel like they are sleep deprived. And so think about that. You are the people I'm talking to. You are my people, working moms with children and jobs and families and a social life at some point, right? And so when do you fit in sleep? It's often the last thing that you think about and the first thing that you sacrifice. You get up earlier, you go to bed later. And I can't I cannot stress the impact that having proper sleep has on your weight loss, on your health, on your mindset. Um, There's a reason why they use it as a torture, why they have people be sleep deprived. There's a reason why certain cults and things like that will use sleep deprivation as a way to brainwash people because you are not in your right mind when you're not well slept. And if that adds up over time, over time, over time, it's just going to get worse. And and your body will start to slow you down instead of you listening to it and saying, yeah, I'm kind of tired 
tired today. I probably should go to bed earlier. Can I snag a nap? Your body will slow you down in ways that manifest physically through adrenal fatigue, through stress, through literally just exhaustion all the time and reaching for those sugary carby snacks or reaching for that coffee at three o'clock is a sign that you need to get more sleep. And so I'm speaking to the women. I know that some of you have small children. So you have children under 18 months. And really, you know, they, the whole crap line of sleep when the baby sleeps, I think is total crap. But whatever you can do to prioritize your nutrition and your sleep over everything else, let the dishes pile up, let the laundry go undone, order in easy food, easy grocery delivery, and get to sleep. But once you have more of a routine and your children are a little bit older, you can start honestly really starting to focus on sleep. And so with sleep, I, I rec- it depends on the, how many hours you need. For me, I need eight and a half to nine hours. Some of you just went, what? That seems like forever. <laughs> um, but for me, I do find that I'm best well rested between eight and a half and nine and a half hours a night. So I prioritize sleep. I literally go to bed right after Zeke goes to bed. That first lever, it's also important to be consistent with sleep. And so if you are just waiting to catch up on sleep on the weekends, it's not how our body works. And so if you can have a consistent bedtime at the evening during weekdays, as well as on weekends, that is ideal. And at least within 45 minutes to an hour of your normal time, say you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you wake up at five o'clock, maybe on the weekends, you go to bed at 11 and you sleep in until six, or you go to bed at 10 o'clock still, and then you sleep in until six. But trying to really keep that sleep consistent because your body and the circadian rhythms cannot adapt in five days and then two days and then five days and then two days every time a weekend comes up. So really prioritizing that sleep. Um, And when you do, you're A, A, more able to make clear decisions. B, you're able to really maintain your goals and work from your prefrontal cortex as opposed to your primal brain and your amygdala, which always is just reacting. And when you're sleep deprived, you make poor decisions. So trying to get healthier, trying to get to the gym, trying to mitigate your stress, trying to eat better is a heck of a lot harder if you're not well slept. And as you can probably attest, and as you know, you get a lot more irritable at work. You're a lot more short tempered with your family. You just don't have the patience that you need to operate at what you know is your highest self. So, and especially if you're moving a lot, if you do have either a really labor-intensive job or you're working out a lot, sleep is extremely important for your body to reset itself, to repair itself, and to really just get you feeling better in general. If you are not well slept, you will not be able to lose weight. And that is something that I know my clients really struggle with is because they might be eating pretty well, hydrating well trying to mitigate some of their daily stress with mindset work and moving their bodies and then they can't lose weight still and it's because they're not sleeping and they're not sleeping well they're sleeping four to five to maybe six hours a night they're tossing and turning they have a kid in bed with them and so that will impact your weight loss and so if you are interested in reading I'll put the books the show notes the link in the show notes for the books if you're interested in reading more about it but take my word for it Feel free to be a baby grandma right when those kids go to sleep, you go to sleep as well. Make it an appointment. Work backward from that appointment. Say, my goal is to be in bed by 9.30 tonight. What do I need to do in order to do that? And then work backwards from there. You got to get sleep. That is the first and most important lever that honestly then triggers everything else. Better decisions, more weight loss. You're more able to withstand making a lot of decisions and having a lot of effort in the beginning when you're trying to change your health habits. And if you're not well slept, you are not going to be able to do that for very long. So sleep, 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 sleep. Did I make that clear? Go to bed, take a nap right now, turn this off, pause it, go sleep. (laughs) You need more sleep. Um, 
And I think we'll start seeing this more and more and more. Um, you already are in terms of some of the podcasts that I've been reading and or listening to and the books that I've been reading. Sleep, in terms of if you want to be a high performer or just a performer, sleep is absolutely critical to your recovery and to making really good decisions with the rest of your hours that you are awake during the day. Okay? The next lever, so sleep is our first lever, our second lever, and I'm doing these in order. And so if you can prioritize one of these of one of these four levers, sleep is the first one I really want you focusing on because then you will naturally make better decisions. You'll want to move your body. You'll have more energy. You'll be more patient with your family, with your job, all those things. So sleep first. The second lever is nutrition and water. So nutrition for me, the way that I coach my clients is a balance of carbohydrates, healthy fat, protein, and lots of vegetables. And the reason behind vegetables is not just because you're a rabbit and not because you want to lose weight. It's because vegetables have the highest nutrient density that gives you energy, helps you sleep better, helps you have better digestion, helps your skin clear up, helps you just feel good. And that balance of nutrients from vegetables also helps you feel fuller in the moment. Um, and when you add in some healthy fat, you add in some protein, some carbohydrates, that all that balance of nutrients is really going to help you lose weight, but also feel really good. Again, you'll hear me say weight loss with um, a lot that I talk about with the mom strong method. But in the end, if you are dragging or having to grit your way through and you don't have proper nutrition, you could lose weight by having a donut a day. But you also could lose weight a heck of a lot easier. I actually was just working with a client who um, on her nutrition, she wasn't eating enough. She was eating all the right things in the right kind of in the right size of like macronutrients that I was giving her, but she wasn't eating enough. So her body was shutting down saying no way in heck am I letting go of this fat, you're going to starve me, there's no way. So even if you're eating the right things, you might not be eating them in the right kinds of portions. And that's where working with a coach one on one really helps that can see how are you eating specifically and give you advice to either increase or decrease your portions. And how much protein how how much carbohydrates, when to eat your carbohydrates, how much vegetables, how much healthy fat should you be having? And it shouldn't be that hard. Um, again, I only work with working moms. So I know that you all don't necessarily have time to learn a complicated diet program or be referring to a food list all the time or counting calories or weighing things. So the MomStrong method really breaks it down in a super easy way where you can look at your plate, see those major nutrients, add some healthy fat, and really get on the path to weight loss. So the second part of that nutrition piece is water. A lot of us are dehydrated. And so if you are dehydrated, you have more brain fog, you have less energy. And with that water piece, I really want you to aim for half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, I want you having 75 ounces of water at least. If you are active, up that by 20, 30, 40 ounces, depending on how active you are. Um, and with that water, I really recommend just plain water, but also I am a fan of electrolyte solutions, especially if you're working out. Um, sometimes our, we do need sodium in our diets, and especially if with your nutrition, you're preparing a lot of your things at home and you're not salting them at all, you do want to add a little bit of iodized salt. You do want to add maybe an electrolyte supplement to your water to help you with that electrolyte salt balance in your diet, especially if you are preparing your food at home. Um, again, because so much of us, so many of us have been scared off of salt that we don't salt anything, and a little bit of salt you do need, so. Nutrition and water, that is our second lever. First is sleep, second is nutrition and water. The next one in order is mindset and stress management. Now, when I say mindset and I tell my clients, hey, do some sort of mindset work every single day, um, I mean personal growth. I mean something that challenges you, something that changes the environment that you're in, that changes your mindset, that proves to you that it's okay to do a little bit of work, that it's okay 
to have an off day and be resilient with that. If you want to grow in a, in a, a fiscal area or in your marriage or with your parenting or with your self-belief, there are books for all of that. And you can listen to it on podcasts, YouTube videos, audio books. You can read a physical book, articles. Try to do that every single day, even something small where you are thinking outside of yourself and thinking, huh, it's a really great idea. I can actually follow that or that gives me hope or that makes me feel good or put something in a different way that actually makes sense to me. So that mindset piece is really critical. And along with that is stress management as part of our third lever. So stress management, the best way I know how to do that is through meditation. And you're going to hear it. And if you're listening to me and you're like, oh, we're getting a little woo-woo, uh, meditation is absolutely not woo-woo. It is absolutely scientific. And meditation, and sometimes my clients either aren't ready for a full seated meditation or they don't want to or whatever it is, and I work with them on that. Um, but I also recommend pause breaks can be kind of your beginner meditation. Just setting two or three alarms on your phone. Every time it goes off, closing your eyes, taking three to five big, deep breaths, just to settle your body to bring yourself present, to drop that cortisol level, to reset your nervous system. And that can have a huge impact if you are so used to going, 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 and then never slowing down. Setting pause breaks is going to be key for you. Along with that mindset piece with meditation, as I mentioned, um, the meditation, the point of meditation is not to sit there quietly with like a Buddha statue, a gong, and to like never have thoughts. Meditation is very much in the same family as urges, as sitting with urges of I want to eat that cookie or I want to skip my workout or I want to go to bed later or not staying in alignment with your goals. And so meditation, the purpose for me is sitting in that silence and learning to have non-reactivity. To not be sitting mid-meditation and go, oh yeah, I have to grab taco meat. Oh yeah, I have to bring the dog to the vet. Oh shoot, I didn't send out that email. You're going to feel those things, just don't react to them. Recondition your brain to be less reactive, and that will help you then when you have a coworker who's cranky with you at work, instead of reacting and, you know, coming back at them, you can actually take a breath and sit with that. Instead of, you know, the cookie calling your name at three o'clock when you have a great healthy snack packed instead, you can sit with that urge, feel uncomfortable with it, and don't react. Meditation is literally sitting and feeling uncomfortable, especially in this digital age where we just react, 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 and we fill in every little crack, any semblance of silence with social media, with scrolling, with texting someone, with checking our email, doing meditation, doing pause breaks will help you be less reactive, which will then translate into your journey when you are wanting to react to an emotional stress. And so doing some sort of mindset work, adding in some meditation or pause breaks, that's our third lever. Number one is sleep. Second is nutrition and water. Third is mindset and stress management. And our last one, the one that most people want to start with, is movement. You should be trying to move your body every day in a way that feels good. So if you followed me at all, you know that um, probably last year, about a year and a half ago, I'm like, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to run a marathon, do the thing. And then I realized I really didn't enjoy running and it was more painful than it was in joy, like th that I really enjoyed it. Um, and now I'm back to taking classes at the gym. So I'm doing different things with like bar fusion. I'm doing some weightlifting classes. I'm doing some yoga. And so all of these ways feel really good. I enjoy 
enjoy the group class environment. I do some workouts at home as well still. And so for me, I found a way that I can move every single day and feel really good about it. For you, that might be waking up and doing five minutes of gentle stretching in the morning. That might be adding on 10 minutes to your lunch break and just walking around the office or walking outside. That might be going to the gym. That might be doing an at-home workout. Whatever your movement is, make sure that it feels really good to you. Movement is an amazing mindset changer. So if you're having a stressful day and the last thing you want to do is go to the gym, listen to that and oppose it. Go to the gym. You need to mitigate that stress by getting movement. Movement also is funny because sometimes when you start a new movement program, say if you start a workout or you start lifting or running again, you're going to be sore and your muscles will be inflamed, which is not always a bad thing. Some stress is good, right? So the stress of building new muscles, you have to tear them down before they repair and become bigger. So on that note, you will see the scale most likely rise up for a few weeks as you're getting accustomed to movement and lifting and moving and tearing up those muscles. And as that soreness subsides, and as you keep with your sleep, nutrition, mindset, all of that, then you will start seeing the scale go back again. So a lot of my clients will start sleeping better, having better nutrition, being hydrated, working on their meditation and mindset stuff, and then they add in movement and the scale goes up and they're like, what the heck? I've been doing everything. What's going on? And typically it's because the movement has stressed your body in a good way and you're seeing more inflammation. Therefore, your muscles are more swollen, holding more water as they heal. And that causes the scale to go up. So that's why the scale is not our only tool that we use. It is one of the tools that we use. So remember, sustainable weight loss is so much more than just calories in versus calories out. These four levers, you won't be able to pull every single one every day. Rarely will you, honestly, where you get a great night of sleep, you nail your nutrition, you're super hydrated, you've done a bunch of mindset work, and you've moved your body in a way that feels good. That's the gold star for your day. However, what you can be doing is when you're thinking about these, say that you had a really bad night of sleep, well, then look at the other three levers and say, okay, I know I need to get some movement in today. I definitely should be meditating so I can mitigate kind of that grumpiness, that um, frustration, that irritability. And then I should be drinking a lot of water and eating really well. Say you got really awesome sleep, you nailed your workout, but you forgot to pack your lunch and now you have to eat at the cafeteria. So you're making decisions there that might not align ideally with your nutrition, but then also think of other ways that you can pull those levers. So if you can't pull all four, pull as many as you can between sleep nutrition, hydration, mindset and stress management, and movement. And then when you start pulling those all in cadence in a way that feels really good, the, the, not only will the number on the scale drop, but you also will just feel good. You'll feel like you are ahead of life instead of behind life and chasing its tail and catching up on the weekends and one more email at night and all that kind of stuff. So I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, let me know. If you screenshot this episode, um, just post it on social media. Let me know what you think about it, which lever you're like, hey, I need to work on this lever more, or which lever you're like, I got this nailed. And so I'm sure some of these you'll be like, yeah, I'm totally nailing this. And maybe you're like, I'm not nailing any of these. Start with one. Don't go for all four. Start with trying to get to bed earlier. And then start trying to eat more greens, drink more water, have more protein, limit your carbohydrates during your day, at nighttime especially. And then start doing some meditation, start listening to a podcast. There's no wrong way. So go on and literally Google search best podcast for women, inspirational podcast, download a few episodes of each and sneak those into the cracks your day on your commute, when you're doing laundry, when you're in the shower, and then add in some movement that feels really good for you and that it's sustainable. For me, initially, going to the gym was really tough because I had a young kid, I had to put on clothes, it was the middle of Minnesota winter. And so for me, I chose to work out at home. And then I started saying, wow, I actually 
really enjoy the gym atmosphere. And so I started joining a gym and I love that now. That's where I'm at right now with my journey. And these all change as you're learning. Maybe you'll be in a super podcast streak and then you want to start reading some more and then you're big into YouTube videos. Maybe you want to try running and then you're like, hey, I'm going to shoot some yoga and then I'm going to go and play with my kids on the trampoline. Whatever that looks like for you, allow your seasons to change with you as you start pulling these levers, but always keep a focus on those four levers to then start losing weight, feeling good, and all the good things that make you mom strong. So uh, some upcoming Craft Your Life happenings. As of the drop of this episode, there are spots open, limited six spots open for the Mom Strong Method one-on-one coaching. I have had some graduates who are out in the world doing their thing and being incredible, and that now allows space for you. So if you are listening to this and you're like, Jen, Either you're like, hey, Jen, I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. That's where a good coach comes in. Or if you're like, I don't have any idea where to start with any of this. This all sounds great. And I want to lose weight and I want to feel healthier and I want to do it in the most efficient way possible. You also need a coach. So I believe that everyone needs a coach. I'd be honored to be yours. If you are interested and just want to get some more information about the MomStrong Method, see what it's about, get more information, shoot me an email at jennifer at crafterlifecoaching.com or reach out on social media. Again, I only have six spots. And so I'm opening them on September 3rd, and they will close down as soon as they are filled. Last time, they've closed down in about three weeks. So if you are interested and you want to get on this before the holiday season, now that the kids are back in school, there's a little more routine. It's a really great time to start getting coached before the holiday season hits and the New Year's is here, and you look back and go, what just happened to my life? (laughs) I would love to be your coach. So again, shoot me an email, jennifer at crafterlifecoaching.com. There are six brand new spots open for the MomStrong Method one-on-one coaching. And if you're hanging out here and you haven't joined the free MomStrong Facebook group, please do so. Um, There'll be information in the show notes, the Facebook group link there. I pop on live. I give motivation. I give you tips and tricks. I remind you how amazing and beautiful and strong and awesome you are. And as always, you can find me at jennifer.t.johnson on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Jennifer Tiggis Johnson, or you can email me at jennifer at crafterlifecoaching.com. And remember, you're MomStrong. You are worth literally every single dream that you have that is yours. And I'm here in your corner cheering you on and believing you even before you believe in yourself. And your mom strong. Massive love to you.